Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, where we empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I am your host, Corinthian Carruthers II, and thank you for listening. I am a licensed beauty educator, licensed cosmetologist, and natural hair culturist. I am co-owner of Creative Hair School of Cosmetology and creator of Natural Hair Education, where I guide, teach, and coach beauty school students and professional stylists on their path towards mastering and increasing their value and income in natural hair care and braiding. On this platform, we will discuss real hair stories, break myths, and grow in self-love. Hey everyone, on today's episode, I have a special guest. Let me first start by saying I am so proud of her. I am so proud that she has taken a leap of faith to chase down a dream and to make her dreams into a reality. When you work in corporate America for so long, you can get distracted. You can lose sight of your vision and your goals and your plan. And I just admire how after so many years of being in corporate America, she knew there was more for her. And she stepped out on faith, attended beauty school, and after five years has accomplished so many things. So I hope her story inspires you to get up and go get it. Go get what's yours. Chase down your dream and your purpose and make all those things a reality in your life. Without further ado, here's Chantel's bio. Chantel Harvey is a licensed cosmetologist with the primary goal of changing the way women express themselves through their hair. She's a graduate of Paul Mitchell and the University of Michigan. Go blue! Chantel transitioned to the hair industry five years ago and it was the best career decision to date. Chantel specializes in hair restoration, color, extensions, and caring for natural hair. It's a proven fact that Chantel has the formula for healthy hair. She takes pride in giving back to women in the community and donates her hair systems to breast cancer patients and survivors during and after treatment. Her Bundles for Hope campaign has been successful and able to obtain national partnerships with American Cancer Society, National Breast Cancer Foundation, and Car Cares Foundation. All right. Let's get right to it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to the podcast, Chantel. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited as well. I am too. I want to first tell you that I am so proud of you. Everything that you're doing, like you are a native of Flint and to see you just move on and do amazing things makes me so proud, especially as another black woman in the beauty industry, making grounds and just accomplishing big things. I am so proud of you. Before we get into the questions that I have for you, I want to just ask you to tell a little bit about yourself and tell the audience exactly what you do and whatever else you want them to know. Hey guys, so my name is Chantel Harvey and I'm a native of Flint, Michigan, a graduate of Southwestern Academy and University of Michigan, Flint. I was in corporate for about 13 years before I decided to transition to the beauty industry. Um, When I relocated to Dallas, I saw a major need for healthy hair care. 
And believe it or not, I couldn't do hair prior to this. Didn't know how to do anything that was hair related. I couldn't even braid. Um, so I know it was God sent <laughs> that I started going to hair school. It was a journey. I prayed that he showed me my purpose in life. And he did that. He showed me my purpose and he directed me to hair school. And through it all, I know deep down inside that he has something bigger planned for me. I'm not supposed to just be behind a chair. So I know my transition is coming soon, but I specialize in natural hair care, not really natural hair as far as styling, natural hair care, extensions, color, um, all type of extensions from wigs, sew-ins, micro links, tape-in extensions, hybrid extensions, you name it. I can do it when it comes to extensions. And that's pretty much it for me. Um, one thing I do want to get into is that we, I do, um, I have a Bundles for Hope campaign and we give back to women who are experiencing hair loss due to medical ailments. And most of our clients are breast cancer patients. So we've been able to partner with the Cars Cares Foundation, Brandon Carr, which is also a native of Flint, Michigan. Um, the National Breast Cancer Foundation, which is based out of Dallas and American Cancer Society, they have been big supporters of our campaign. So we're just looking to change the way that women express themselves through their hair moving forward. Um, we want your natural extensions to be an option. Girl, that is amazing. That is so good. That is really amazing. That's very impressive. But let me ask you this, though. You were in corporate for 13 years, right? Yeah. What pushed you to that transition? Because usually like I see a lot of people come through beauty school at a young age right they come in young and they say this is what I want to do those who are older when they attend beauty school they're more focused you know they they got a plan so what actually pushed you to go to beauty school because there are a lot of beauty beauty professionals or I should say beauty people that are in the beauty industry that don't have a license right so you have like makeup artists people who just make wigs and things like that without a license what gave you that uh, push and that nudge to say, you know what, I want to go, I want to be legit. I want to get my license and I want to do this. Um, it wasn't me, if for real. It was God. It was God sent. Like, I had no desire at all in my heart to do hair. I was driving past the hair school one day and a bug went off and I did a U-turn and went past. I was like, this is not for me. I'm not doing this. And everything just kept coming back. Um, Control, he was really adamant about me going he kept talking about you know go to hair school and I'm like I'm not going to hair school you know that's not for me you know and I had a, other, a few other people that mentioned it and I'm like I can't do hair and one day I walked in and when I, as soon as I walked in one of my good friends now which is he was my instructor at the time he was cutting a mannequin head and he had colored the mannequin I was like a light bulb just went off and I was like I'm about to do this mm -hmm. so from that day forward I really just it's, it's actually my passion now. You know how you don't know your passion in life and you think you know, you think you have it figured out. So I was 31 when I went to hair school, which was a big transition for me, leaving corporate America with two kids, you know. It was hard, but it was definitely worth it. So Yeah, yeah we can see, girl, yes. You also mentioned that um, you have a passion for helping women. Like, what was it that gave you that inclination to say, you know what, women need me? Like, when you went to beauty school, is that when it hit? Like, okay, I want to tell people that are suffering with hair loss or like, how did that whole vision come about and how did you actually get into helping specifically women? During my transition, I definitely, I saw a need in, in Dallas because that's where I, I am. Um, a lot of hair loss when I was in hair school, but it still wasn't, it didn't hit me until I opened my own salon. And I started to get a lot of clients, um, women 
older, younger, from the age of 14, children to the age of 65 who were experiencing hair loss due to um, cancer, alopecia, lupus, different things like that. And once I started to continue to see these women, I knew that I had to educate myself and to figure out how can I solve this problem that's going on because it's an internal issue where it gets too bad when it comes to like alopecia, attraction alopecia, things like that. And then with cancer patients, what I can do with them is that when they're transitioning out the chemo, I can provide the services they need so we can get them on a regimen to help grow their hair back. We can start providing them with wigs during or hair systems during the time that they're, they are in treatment so that they can just feel motivated and beautiful on the inside. Yes. Um, one thing that I do know as a child, we're always taught that, you know, your hair is everything. So to wake up one day, literally it takes some people, it takes a week. Some people, it takes three weeks from the time they start chemo, the day they start to the day that they finish, they're missing their hair. So it starts to shed, it starts to come out in clumps. And then one day it's just out. So how could my thing was, how could I help these women feel beautiful on the inside and outside? You know, no matter what they're going through, we see them as beautiful, but it's one thing for other people to see you and you feel a certain way when you look at yourself. So I had to, you know, I wanted to be able to help them in the system during their transition because it's only temporary. So if we can have something to get them through this temporary transition, then when they come out of it, it's, and I also feel like, you know, when you feel good, you look good. Hey, that's it. You're going to live longer. And that's just the way I look at it. So. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I love the beauty industry, too, because I feel like it's so much more than, and like I always say this, it's much more than doing a hair. It's much more than just making someone look good on the outside. You're actually helping them on their esteem. Like, you're helping them love who they are, especially when people are suffering from hair loss or any other thing that, that, that they go through in life. It can be a breakup. It can be a divorce. It could be loss of jobs, something. But when they come sit in your chair and they leave looking much better, they feel better. It's like, okay, you know what? I can accomplish the next thing. I can actually go for it. So I, this industry is beautiful. And what you're doing is really powerful because there are a lot of people that can't go to a normal stylist and get what you do. They can't just go to a person who's been to hair school or have a license that don't specialize in hair loss or extensions. So this is amazing. You you are doing it big. I want to ask you another question, though. You opened your own salon. Um, there are a lot of students that I have now. They're like, you know what? I want to open a salon one day. Um, how did that come about? What was that process for you? Was it hard? Did you have to sacrifice on some ends? How were you able to have your own salon? So once again, <laughs> it was God. But uh, it was I knew when I graduated hair school, I gave myself a goal. Two years, I was going to open a salon. Um, and fortunately I was able to do that within the two years after graduating hair school. It is not an easy journey, honey. When I went in and I started this, I was like, okay, I'm just going to get a salon. I'm going to rent these booths out. I'm going to make some extra money and I don't want to manage nobody. I don't want to, you know, talk to people on that level. I don't want to, um, be involved with people on that level. I want to come to work. And I thought I was really going to be coming in here, going home. Nah, (laughs) it's real. So when you have a business and you're building a brand, people who are under you or working with you, because I call, because because they rent booths for me, I consider them as my coworkers and not my employees. It's still my brand at the end of the day, so I have to protect my brand by any means necessary. So um, that's really hard for people to understand and to grasp because they feel like you know, because this is I am an independent stylist. I do what I want to do. 
And yeah, that's true. But at the same time, I still need you to represent my brand as if it was your brand and respect my brand. So that's, that was really hard and just separate myself from the people that's in my salon, which are my close friends and I love them dearly. Um, and separating their lives from my life. So now I've learned how to come to work. I learned how to separate the business from the personal. And that was really hard in the beginning. Um, but it's all good now. And it's been hard. It's been days where I done had zero in my bank account and I've had a negative bank account. You know what I'm saying? It has not been easy. I Everything I get, I put back into my business. I sacrifice everything. If it doesn't go to my children, it goes back into my business. So it's not, it's definitely not easy. It's not, I don't want anybody to think it's easy, but what I do want you to know that it's worth it. Um, yes. And when I tell you opportunities are coming my way, doors are opening for me. And I know it's because the dedication and the hard work I, work I put in and people see what you do. I have people calling me all the time, telling me that you never know who's watching you, that they see what you're doing. So yes. continue to just be true to yourself, be true to your brand. When you do open, when they do open the salon, it's, it's going to be hard. I cry plenty of days. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, I know God got me and I know I'm going to get through it. So Absolutely. Girl, that is so true. And when you talk about protecting your brand, uh, I think a lot of people don't understand how important it is even when you have people work in your business, your business is your baby. Like that is something that you've birthed, that you've brought to life. And and you don't want to talk talking about your baby or mistreating your baby or neglecting your baby. So I understand that a hundred percent. And I think a lot of people don't get that. They have that mindset. I'm going to go open a salon and then I'm going to have booth renters, right? I'm going to just, they're going to just work in my salon. They're going to pay me weekly. And then that's going to be it. But like you said, no, listen, <laughs> we got to have some standards, some boundaries. We got to have some structure in place. You can't go acting crazy. You can't, you know, um, down the brand. Like you just can't do those things as a salon owner or a business owner, period. You have to have some type of structure in place and some standards. So people won't be out here trying to do them while they're under your leadership so that's how i look at it your your business is your baby that is your brand something you birth and you want to protect it at all costs i get that and what a lot of people fail to realize is that not only you know you your clients are your brand as well they represent your brand and when i tell you my clients have been so amazing to me during this whole transition, I have clients that's been with me since I was in hair school. I have a, I, you know, I have clients where I have the grandmother, their daughter, the grandkids coming in, you know, and they're a part of my brand as well. So I have to make sure that they're good. I have to make sure that the people that, you know, rent from me and my friends yeah. that come in, they're good. So it's a community and it takes that to, um, to build that brand, you know, and at the end of the day, I don't, I'm not in corporate anymore, but I do work for my clients, you know, and mm -hmm. I appreciate them. And without them, I couldn't have bundles. So exactly. I'm very yeah. grateful. Yeah. Another thing. Um, so how'd you get into extensions? I know when you went to beauty school, you, you know, I'm sure you probably learned a lot of color cuts and styling, but what was it that had you do more research or get into extensions? So yes, at Paul Mitchell, we did pretty much, I went to Paul Mitchell so that I wanted to learn something different from what I was seeing. So I didn't see a lot at the time, a lot of African-American stylists, they were not coloring. Um, 
and doing cuts and things like that. You know, we did shortcuts and styling. That was big in our community. And I know, I knew that I wasn't really capable of that. So I had to kind of find my own lane and create my own right. lane. I'm not, a, I'm not a stylist. I tell people that all the time. I specialize in what I specialize in and I'm really good at that. And I, you know, continue to build and educate myself on those things. But I'm not going to style you like that. I can style a person, style your extensions. But um, extensions, it's funny because when I, before I went to hair school, I couldn't braid. And I was like, Lord, if I can't braid, then I can't do this. And for 20 years, I wore my hair the same way. I didn't wear extensions until I, started, until I got like almost done with hair school. Um, and I was one of my mentors. She was into, she had started, you know, dabbling into extensions and she kind of introduced me to the work. Um, her name is Shahana. I was assistant for her at the time. So she was, she was kind of getting into it and she kind of gave me the little nudge to start. And from there, I just kind of hit the ground running and I started to take more classes and just educate myself more on the installs. And I was like, well, you know, um, a lot of, in my community, people are just really focusing on uh, sew-ins at the time. So I was like, well, what can I do to separate myself? So that's when I started looking at some micro links and taping and extensions and things like that, because I knew that we could get it, but it wasn't a lot of people in our community offering it. So I just wanted to create and start doing something that was not offered um, for our people, you know? So I wanted to give our culture something that we could, because we, I mean, I feel like we created this extension thing. So I want right. to introduce us to that part of it you know we get the same look and Mm -hmm. that's so true now your bundles for hope campaign you that has been so successful i do know that you have partnered with some um national partnerships with the national is it american cancer society Um, national breast cancer foundation and the cars care foundation now for you to be partnered with them i'm sure you worked your butt off to get that partnership (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about that? What was that process like? Um, So it was uh, one of, well, so Brandon Cars, he lost his mom to breast cancer. So that's how, and he wanted to kind of do something to give back to women. And that's kind of how we came up with um, providing wigs for women. And it just kind of started off as that with the National Breast Cancer Foundation. But I wanted to take it further. I was like, well, and we've seen how, it really transformed these women. Like they would be crying when they got out of our seat. So after our first event, um, I had a young, well, I had a lady, she was mid, mid forties. She had, um, she had cancer. She actually had been through chemo. She hadn't told any of her family, only her husband knew her children didn't even know. And so she would stay in the house. She stopped going to social events. She stopped going to the gym. And when I went to the event to put, uh, to provide her with the hair system, she didn't even want anyone in a room. And so it was her and four other women that was actually going through treatment at the time. And I think one had finished up treatment and we were sitting there and, um, I put the, I put the unit on her and she just bust out in tears and she just could not stop crying. And so after a week after that, the national breast cancer foundation contacted me and they were like, you know, we just want to give you an update on her. She was back going to the gym. She was back doing speaking engagements. So After that, I knew that I had to create a campaign around this to touch other women. So every event we had, like we had events in Baltimore, we had events in Dallas, we had events in Flint, had an event in Flint, and we'll be doing more in Flint. But after that, I knew I had to create something that would allow these women to change the way they express themselves through their hair and to help them just 
get through the transition feel beautiful on the inside and out. So yes, the campaign was really hard because in the beginning, the National Breast Cancer Foundation really didn't believe in what I was offering only because it was new to them. So when people feel uncomfortable at times, they really don't believe in it. But once I showed them and they were able to see what we were able to do with these women, they were on board. So it's been a great partnership with them. Um, when we do things, anything I can call on them and they're, you know, they'll show up and show out American Cancer Society. They, they've been on board. Um, they provide us with the partnerships and the connections with the hospitals and the cancer institutes and things like that. So it's been, wow. it wasn't easy, but it's been great. Um, a great opportunity. That is so good. That is so good. Good for you. I'm so happy to see my sister way down in Dallas. Right. And <laughs> Doing some great things. That is amazing. Well, before I let you go, I want to just um, ask you, is there anything you want to share with the audience, um, any tips, myths, anything that you feel can educate the people that are listening? So what I would like for women to know is that hair care, your natural hair care is so important. Extensions are nice. They're beautiful. They're cool. But we have to think about later on in life when we're in our 40s and 50s and you can't get those extensions or even during COVID you couldn't get those extensions installed so what are you going to do we have to make sure that we maintain our natural hair underneath those extensions natural hair should be our priority extensions should be optional and I want people to understand that so it's very important that we start to grow our natural hair back but it's three things you must know and do when you're growing your hair back you have to stay consistent you have to, it's not, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take time. You have to be consistent, get your trims and your treatments. If you can do those three things, you will be all right. And just, if, if you can't go to the hair salon once, every, once a week, every two weeks, at least go once a month. If you can't do that, go every six weeks, but you need to see a stylist. Great, you nailed it. <laughs> That's good. You nailed it. Girl, thank you so much. You are doing some amazing things. I'm so happy I, was, I had the opportunity to interview you and have you on the Natural Hair Education Podcast. Uh, I'm sure the audience is going to fall in love with you. Uh, can you let them know where they can find you at? I will also post um, your tags inside of the bio notes. Yes, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Well, Instagram at, at Bundles Luxury Hair Co. Facebook, Bundles Luxury Hair. And our website is www.bundlesluxuryhair.com. And also, we're releasing a vegan line of natural of hair products in August. So just look, look out for that. It's going to be on our website. You will see it over social media. It's going to be really nice. We have eight products coming out. So we're excited oh, to share with you guys and provide you some at-home care. And also, I'll be releasing an ebook soon, and it'll it's going to help you with the hair growth process at home when you're not at the salon. Yes. Hunty, come through. Yes. I love it. A vegan hair product line. That is amazing. I'm looking forward to that ebook too. I want to see that real soon. <laughs> Girl, I'm motivated by you. I was like, I was working on it. And then when I see what you had, I was like, okay, you need to, you got to step your game up because she up there killing it. So I'm Girl, telling you, you I just want you to know that you and your mother, you guys are motivation. Um, we see you. I commend you. 
keep doing what you're doing. You guys are making a difference in so many women's lives. And I just want to say congratulations to you all. She set the foundation. You keeping it going. And that's what it's all about. And I appreciate you for doing this. Um, we have to stick together, yes. you know, support one another and just, you know, keep going, keep going. Thank you, Chantel. I really appreciate that. I'm going to let her know that too. I'm sure she's going to hear the podcast, but I'm going to tell her first. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All and right. tell your family I said hi. All right. Thank you. You have a blessed day. You too. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. You guys, do you see where faith and action can get you? And she has such great tips for our natural hair care. So make sure you guys follow up on that. And I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm going to ask that you please rate, subscribe, and share with your family and friends. Until then, let's continue to empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. Thank you for listening.